to the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to cover March 4th NHL slate. Uh, DJ, how you doing? Uh, you know, I, I think very well for being a Sabres fan. You know, I, I like to think every day is a blessing um, when the Sabres don't play. So today I did not have to watch the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know why I do it to myself. It's like every day that they play, I think, you know what? What if I just don't watch them? I just I don't have to. And then I get home and I just, I turn them on. I don't know why I do it to myself. So today was a beautiful non-Sabers washing day. I took the entire day off from gambling as well. Just, you know, you need that cleanser once in a while um, for both. So I very happy I did because boy, was it a weird slate. So Matt, how are you doing? Are you ready for Thursday's nights of fun? Thursday's night of fun. I am, uh, you know, we have, we have 10 games on the docket, so I don't want to waste too much time chit-chatting. So before we get into talking about that 10 game slate, I want to talk to you a little bit about prize picks. They're the title sponsor of our show, obviously prizepicks.com sign up with promo code MMM uh, for a 100 up to $100 match deposit bonus. Um, And yeah, so we have a full slate of games to pick from on this NHL Thursday. So uh, my favorite play on the board is Braden point over 3.4. I just think that playing with Tyler Johnson and Andre Palat, he's going to see a lot of shots. He's going to see a lot of shot attempts and he's also got a point per game. He has 19 points in 20 games. He's a point of game player going against the Chicago Blackhawks. So 3.4 seems like a really easy over uh, DJ. What are your thoughts on Bobby Ryan on price? Okay, yeah. I- I mean, it was just such a weird guy to see. Uh, Bobby Ryan, 2.9. I'm slamming that under. Um, it, it's for many, many reasons. I mean, first off, you could get with the basic level of his 11 minutes last game where he did see a point. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he's going to be probably like plus 200 for a point on this slate. I don't think he gets one. On top of all of that, the worst team in the NHL as far as Corsi 4 for 60 is the Detroit Red Wings. They are also the second worst team on the power play, which is really the only spot he does damage. So the second worst power play play against a very, very good um, team in Carolina that limits Corsi um, at five on five, at least seventh in the NHL and does a very good job of the penalty kill. I just don't see it. Um, I think that he's going to go under that 2.9. I'm not going to say stone cold block, but it feels pretty good. Yeah, so uh, those are two of our favorite plays to get your uh, you know entry started. You can pick up to five uh, selections on you know on each entry. Um, so yeah, definitely be sure to head over to PrizePicks.com. Use promo code MMN when you sign up. Let them know we sent you. And uh, yeah, so we actually do have you know a number of other options on the board here. Uh, one more that I think is really interesting on the other side of that you know Carolina. Uh, Detroit game, Sebastian Ajo over three and a half. Um, you know, he put up two goals uh, last game. He's he was a little cold, but now he's you know he's heating up. I think uh, coming into this matchup, I mean, yeah, it seems like a slam dunk for me. Uh, DJ, anyone else on the board here that you think uh, makes for a nice you know fourth uh, entry or fourth player on the entry? Yeah, I think Jack Hughes over two point six. I mean, he's been <laughs> shooting the puck a ton, seeing a ton of minutes. Uh, the Rangers are down um, as far as about Panarin, et cetera. Uh, he gets one point and he just is obviously going to hit. And I, you know, I think he does that most nights. He's not a point per game, like Braden point, but he's pretty close. Uh, he's been great and just really taking over as a, like, kind of the leader of that offense. So um, his, you know, chance of getting a point is probably a you know, 12 and 18. Uh, I have to look up the exact odds on it for what he is to get a point, but 
uh, pretty good. So I think it's it's more than likely that he does that. Yeah. One, two shots. He's... Yeah, minus 129 for one point. So, like, you know, I think it's pretty likely that you know, they correlate that over and he gets the prize picks over. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's head on over to the uh, 10 games, go game by game here. Um, if you want to hear some daily fantasy oriented stuff, uh, check out the morning skate podcast where we go position by position through this uh, 10 game slate, obviously a lot of players to cover. So uh, let's start at the first game of the night, Buffalo at the Islanders. Uh, DJ, you're nodding your head. Unfortunately, we can't just move on to the next game. Um, so here we have the Islanders as an early uh, minus 162 favorite. I'm guessing that's already been bet up pretty considerably, um, <laughs> you know, from the line being posted. So, you know, uh, keep an eye on where that ends up. But um, it is a five and a half over under. Um, any thoughts on why, you know, how aggressively you should hit the uh, Islanders button on this one? Yeah. I, I mean, everything leads you to probably pick the Islanders. Uh, it seems like a really nice matchup for them for multiple reasons. They'll probably handle pretty well with the possession numbers, um, you know, and they're even getting healthier with Pavillier being back. And, you know, the first power play unit with him and Pulak, I think is pretty strong again. Um, the Sabres on the other side have actually not played maybe quite as bad as their record. I mean, they did actually have some pretty good possession numbers in the second and third against the Rangers, but Carter Hutton is is very, very bad um posted a, a nice sub 900 game again only allowing three goals but the rangers did have a ton of shots so you know the islanders type of play is you know kind of to shut it down defensively if they can slow the sabers and just beat carter Hutton, which they definitely will a couple times then i think the game has you know pretty good uh under upside islanders win i don't really consider myself that you're going too strong on any prop line just because I don't think there's going to be a ton of points in this game. So, you know, I'd probably talk myself into maybe one of these shot numbers, but there's nothing I'm incredibly, incredibly high on. Taylor Hall over two and a half seems like one that is worth looking at at least, but I don't know how many shots the Sabres are going to get. I mean, Taylor Hall all gear has been like a three, three and a half. Lately, his shot numbers have been very hit or miss. He's just not been consistent. I could see why you could talk yourself into putting money on it. Sabres get down, they're shooting more. That's kind of the one that I'll come back to, but not incredibly strong there. Matt, anything? Yeah, you? what what I'm thinking here is Taylor Hall to not get a point is plus 110. And, you know, you can still think Taylor Hall is a, a good NHL player and think that that's, you know, just given the way Buffalo is playing, that that's a pretty, you know, a nice bit of value there. Uh, Taylor Hall has points in three of his last 10 games. The line he's playing on is not all that productive with Eric Stahl at the moment. So, you know, we'll see how things get reshuffled. But assuming he doesn't get moved up to, say, like an Eichel line, um, you know, even though he's on that top power play, he's not a key guy on the top power play. Like, he's not a key shooter or anything. So uh, you could certainly see them even score a power play goal and him not being involved. So Yeah, if um, they attach the Ocposo anchor back to that line, <laughs> I, I'm very in on that. I mean, Ocposo yeah. is an absolute waste out there, to be honest. I yeah. feel terrible saying it. Um, but I'm, I'm not, I, I agree with that take. I mean, it's definitely worth looking at. I like it yep. That's on the, uh, on the Islander side, you know, we did get confirmation that sort of something we talked about Tuesday, uh, Anthony Bavillier top power play that did stick. Of course he put up zero points on DraftKings for us, but you know, that's, we don't play dudes because they burned us you know, one game. We play them because they're in good spots. And so, um, Anthony Bavillier is in the, one of the best spots, you know, top power play, uh, that line with, Nelson and Bailey is also playing pretty well and they're going up against Buffalo. So 
Um, yeah. You know, DFS, he's certainly a better value, I think, than, you know, betting two score at plus 245. Um, but I even think that's, you know, relatively in play. Yeah. Um, also noteworthy is that Ryan Pollock kind of took over from uh, Noah Dobson as the power play one quarterback. So uh, definitely like, you know, Pollock more than Dobson. But anything else on this game before we move on? Uh, no, not really. Nothing too strong. Uh, we could get on over to the Rangers at the Devils. Um, I kind of already gave a couple notes away just because, uh, you know, we talked about Hughes a little bit. So in this one, um, it's very unlikely we have Panarin back. I, I do not expect it for any reason. So it's going to kind of be kind of a similar Rangers lineup. I'd assume Busnevich had um, a goal and an assist. Lafreniere scored with Sabin and Jazz at top line, um, you know, pretty decently cheap across the sites and, you know, could have decent upside. Um, Kreider had the goal. Um, with Strom and Blackwell, Blackwell actually took a zero. <laughs> so in this matchup against the Devils, you know, I think a better pace matchup than playing the Sabres for the Rangers. Um, I think it, it fares well for this game to be decently high scoring. I, I, I definitely like the over in the five and a half. I'm not incredibly high on it. Um, I think I could take either side of this game, Devils or Rangers. You could talk me into either of them. Might, might be minorly leaning towards the Rangers, although I'm not very strong on it. Um, I just, I think that, uh, I don't know, honestly, I, I, it's, it's a good toss up. I, I mean, Matt, maybe you could talk me into one side or the other. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. I think the over here is the play. Um, yeah. the, the Rangers did definitely shut things down against Buffalo. You know, they, they, I mean, I think that game total had what 40 shots in it. Um, it was kind of wild given how it started and all that, um, you know, three goals really early, but it definitely did get shut down. I don't really think that New Jersey is quite as willing to play that really down tempo type style. Um, so I think five and a half actually is a great over bet. That's yeah. my favorite bet in this game. And then if I had to pick a side, I think I would go New Jersey just because of the, you know, the, the home, uh, the home game uh, angle of it, you know, no Panarin, but both these teams I think are very similar. And so I think that, you know, that line's basically appropriate. Um, any player props here stand out to you? Uh, you know, Jack Hughes over two and a half shots yeah. is plus one Oh five, maybe that one. Yeah, I think the reason is, too, because the Devils have been top 10 in Corsi for um, five on five, and the Rangers have been bottom 10 in Corsi against at five on five. So, um, you know, the Rangers goaltendings haven't quite bailed them out. I think it could happen. I think that they are both pretty talented, but I think there's a lot of shots that could go around in this game. And, you know, Hughes or Gusev, I think Hughes is safer. Um, Gusev is a guy they try to set up, but just isn't quite as supremely skilled. So I think that the Jack Hughes is very strong. Um, there's just no reason to faded at this point i think he's hit like almost every t- game except for the last one yeah for like eight straight or something or yeah. five, six straight six straight the last <laughs> game was the only one against the islanders which i just don't even consider the islanders shot props against I, you never know yeah speaking like, of streaks so. speaking of streaks being broken uh pavel zaka finally lost his point streak i believe he was up at nine games before that got broke uh but he's you know still a relatively good value on dfs sites and betting and especially if you like the over in this game i i mean he's you know we've talked about him multiple times now but uh, he's really showing out you know this is sort of like his breakout uh stretch of games i think for mr zaka um anything else before we get to the largest favorite of the night uh no not really i mean i think that the one point boost nevich minus one 18 is is something to consider or, or Kreider at the same price um just feels like you know they're going to see a ton of minutes and who are the rangers going to go to I, I i kind of is like their top power play guys um all well no pusnevich wasn't but 
Um, Kreider, you know, is right there on the top unit, you know, getting a point in this matchup. I think if you like the over is pretty fair. So yeah, we can get over to the next game. Matt, you want to take us in on the Detroit Carolina game? Yeah. So Carolina is a minus 295 favorite here. Um, you know, monster number here on Carolina makes me immediately think, you know, looking at the puck line or, uh, you know, something similar. Uh, the over under in this game is a six, um, you know, <laughs> Carolina could put up six by themselves, but honestly, I'm sort of feeling the under here. Like, I just don't see the firepower from Detroit to even get two goals. You know, they're likely still going to be without Dylan Larkin. Um, you know, I, they just they, they just don't strike me. It's very good. So maybe if you really, really, really like Carolina, that overs in play. But I think that, you know, a five, maybe a five goal affair, I think is, you know, very much in play a four to one type finish for Carolina. Um, so any thoughts on that or maybe the puck line, you know, Carolina to win by uh, at least one and a half goals is minus one away. So basically even money on that one. Yeah, no, I, I think that that four to one, you know, three to one type of game is, is really strong. So I do like the under a good bit. I, I mean, as I mentioned at the top, I mean, the five on five numbers alone lead you to think that Carolina's is going to absolutely dominate, you know, the shot numbers. I, you know, I see like a 30 to 18, 20 kind of shot number total. So um, I, I think that's going to lead me to, and, you know, without Larkin, which it sounds as like, I think we talked about for a second there, it's that yeah. he's out, it says. So I, I think there's almost no chance he comes back. Um, Detroit is reeling out there. I mean, there's just, there's nothing. Um, so yeah, the under pretty strong. I'm, I mean, I'm just not taking the Carolina money line. It's just, it's just not worth it. Um, I think they're going to win, but what's the point? Um, I think that I'd rather, consider maybe a shot number um i think you know Svesnikov is just the, the free play as always where there's no problem minus 129 in this one they're gonna dominate the corsi he should shoot a ton um and there's really and, no i was and the brother v brother matchup of genny yeah, versus andre so yeah he's gonna he's put up five i think for us so yeah i, you, I love that you shot doing, you're just taking you're just locking in plus 320 Svesnikov two points you know, I, betting on points, I, I don't know, multi-points especially. It's like I'd rather just take the, the shot, honestly. Like, I think that that's Svechikov's number is just wrong, and it will continue to be wrong. Uh, I, you know, every show I break out the fact that Svechikov is top 20 in the league and I course he per 60, and he just continues to be at a two-and-a-half for, you know, guys like Ovi are four-and-a-half. And Svechikov is not that far off of Ovechkin in terms of, yeah. you know, usage and shot rate and everything else. So uh, just a really silly number in my estimation. Um, so yeah, you know, that's about all I have on this one. Carolina should have yeah. win in a walk, but I'm not sure minus 300 is worth, you know, even on a yeah. parlay or whatever. Like I'd rather just go Svechikov, you know, honestly. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, next game up, Ready for, we yeah, have Philly Pittsburgh. Yeah. We have Philly at Pittsburgh. This one was quite the doozy on a Tuesday. Uh, Pittsburgh won five to two or six, five, five to two. Um, yeah, five to two. So, you know, this was one of the higher scoring games on Tuesday. Uh, the over-under is a six and a half. And Pittsburgh, uh, without Sidney Crosby, is a home dog at plus 106. So uh, even without Crosby, they pulled it out on Tuesday. Do you think they can do that again? You know, honestly, I, I don't know if we have a confirmation on goalies yet at this point. Um, the Smith has been real bad, and I, I think he kind of projects the start. Um, sub 900 goalie. And I just, I think he's just, isn't worth uh, 
worth the price. They really need to figure it out. The and the backup Jari, who is seemingly figuring it out or at least getting better. Um, so you know, I think if he's in net, I kind of like the flyer side. Um, I like the over on that. I think that the Flyers should fare pretty well. Um, as we talked about on our other show, you know, even though Philadelphia one didn't quite get it done out there, um, they were matched up with a pretty abysmal Pittsburgh line in Bluger, Aston Reese, and, and Lafferty. Um, I, I just I think that you know you can kind of go right back to the same well again um, with that top you know top line. If you didn't play fair, but you, I guess you just missed because um, you had the two goals. So they did score twice. It's just Faraby drove the wagon there. Um, so, yeah, I think going back to that well is fine. Flyers winning this game is good. And the over, I think, is, you know, pretty sharp. And on the other end, Matt, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I mean, without Cindy Grosby, you know, uh, Malkin centering the top line with Rust and Gensel, um, you know, sort of part of the reason that apparently the third or fourth line even for, I think that's the third line technically, but that the reason Pittsburgh, you know, sort of just gave them up to the wolves basically was so that they could get Malkin out in really good situations. Um, so I really like that line here, you know, Brian Rust, uh, Jake Gensel and Gino, obviously they're all power play correlated. Uh, we saw, uh, I almost said Sammy Kapanen. I'm not that old. Kasperi Kapanen move up to the, uh, the <laughs> top power play without, uh, I, I hear the puck soup guys do that a lot. <laughs> so yeah. uh, anyway, uh, you know, Kapanen moving up to that top power play without Sid, uh, he scored twice. You might get a little bit of value on his to score prop at plus 265 if you think that, you know, his role in that power play is worth, you know, taking a stab at it. Um, Gensel, Mulk, and Rust are all beneath, you know, they're, they're plus 195 or uh, worse odds to score. So plus 265, if you think that he sort of keeps it going, I, I think you could maybe make an argument that's a good bet. Um, but otherwise, I think I'm just looking, honestly, at a lot of these uh, point props. You know, Sean Couturier is an obvious one. Yeah. We talked about their matchup. He's just a really good player in a really good spot. Um, and then, you know, Cros- or, geez, not Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Gensel, they all set up pretty well. Chris Latang at minus 118 instead of uh, Gino and Gensel at minus 160. Latang just seems like a pretty good bet to pick up a point at that number because his production is very closely tied to those guys. Um, we actually saw Latang, I think, over three points over the weekend against the Islanders of all the teams. So uh, Latang is certainly getting it done offensively. Um, so I like you know a lot of the player props and overs based on the matchups yeah. and the six and a half total in this one. Yeah, Kateria has in nine games, he's only not had a point in one. So, you know, I've had him a lot. I played it last, I think the last three times he's been out, I played the point minus 139 isn't correct for a guy with 12 points in nine games, Um, you know, playing a fair amount of minutes. I mean, Philly, the one issue with them is they do kind of spread the wealth with minutes, but you know, if it's a tight game, if, you know, Pittsburgh is, yeah. it gets anything, they're going to ride that line. And uh, it's really, really good. The JVR Farabee. And, you know, you look at the prices on DK alone and just, you know, and Vandal for that matter, and so high how expensive yeah. it is. And they're just not giving them any respect as far as these odds. I, I don't understand it. So yeah, the Guterrier point is my favorite from this game. Um, and then, you know, I think the Malkin shot uh, is fair enough. I mean, kind of doing a little bit more research into it. He is third in the past two weeks for uh, power play. I Corsi four. Um, it's Connor, Sveshnikov, Malkin, and then Ekblad, in case you're wondering. So a couple guys in the slate, not trying to give everything away yet. Um, but yeah, uh, Malkin, Ben, the, the guy in the power play, even before Crosby went out, I think that continues. 
So I like everything you said there, but we can move over yeah. if you're ready to Winnipeg, so, Montreal. Yeah, the uh, last seven o'clock game on the docket here, uh, Winnipeg at Montreal. Montreal, a minus 152 favorite. Uh, by the way, just talking about that last game, I don't think I'm touching the over-under six and a half or either side. You know, I think we talked about why those player props are so much better uh, value. I don't know, DJ, if you had any quick thoughts on if you agree with me or... Uh, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. Hellebeck should be in, right? Or... No, no, sorry, sorry. I meant the last game talking about the sides and all that because you mostly went right to the player props. Um, oh, but anyway. Uh, whoops. Anyway. Winnipeg at Montreal. Montreal minus 152 favorite here. Uh, the over-under is a six. Uh, could go up to a six and a half. We'll see, you know, especially especially if Carey Price is in that, man. Like, you might just want to get on the overs for those games because he's not been very good. They fired their goaltending coach uh, during the game, during a game in which they gave up exactly one goal. Like, you know, yep. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris Meany, I'm sure he has, you know, well, I know he has many thoughts on this, but uh, I don't think that's a goaltender, uh, the goalie coach's fault, you know, um, just, just throwing that one out there. Um, so minus 152, Montreal in somewhat of turbulence. Uh, any interest in Winnipeg here, plus 230, yeah. or is there five on five, you know, just disparity here too much for you to overcome? I, I It really is kind of like the clash of like the mind the numbers and like the the record for winnipeg where like it doesn't seem like they are a, a 14 7 and 1 team like that just could not be possible but they are and they're <laughs> finding ways to win and you know those top two lines have been so good for them and you know i look at montreal and i kind of see exactly what you're saying uh, montreal isn't doing very well and they're giving up goals that they shouldn't be giving up so um while winnipeg has struggled at five on five uh, I think that they can, you know, find a way to win this game for sure. Um, they, they, you know, I think they're, uh, I think I still think they're a fine team, you know, the top two lines. And now you can kind of argue maybe, eh, maybe not three, but that the top Lowry Appleton line, I think is fair enough at shutting other teams down. Okay. Um, they kind of don't really play the fourth line very much. So I think that it, it's fair enough that to consider this game um, right around six goals and when they getting the win, um, so I definitely like the Winnipeg side a lot more than the Montreal side, but it's, it's hard to get over these five on five numbers. So Matt, what are you thinking here? Is there any, um, are you, are you going on Winnipeg though? Cause I think I like it. Yeah. You I, know, I, I, I like it enough. I, I just, yeah, I, I think betting on the talent of the Winnipeg side here to win out, um, you know, it's again, they have, you know, pretty, pretty bad, uh, defensive numbers and offensive numbers, you know, five on five, but on the power play, they're just so much better than this uh, Montreal team. So I, I think that, uh, you know, I just think that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of value in, you know, siding with the better talent in Winnipeg. Uh, I'm just not sold that Montreal will be able to score goals at a reasonable clip, you know, um, without some serious luck going their way. So uh, diving into some of the player props, you know, to score Kyle Connor, the most likely guy to score at plus 175. Uh, interesting because he's not even on the top line. Uh, you know, similarly, I would say Gallagher's technically top line guy, but, you know, plus 188 for him with his minutes. We haven't really seen much of an uptick. So any of these to score odds sort of, uh, you know, uh, jump out to you? Well, Matt, I mean, I can't take your thunder away from you. I mean, <laughs> you said on the morning skate pod guaranteed goal, Paul Stastny. I'm just going to yeah, sit I mean, here and try yeah, to jump I, on that from you. I tried, I tried to wash my tongue, you know, like those words just don't really go together. Um, but you know, let me tell you something. Paul Stastny moved up to the first line. Basically they said Pierre-Luc Dubois 
you're actually a center. Get off the wing and go play center. And then they're like, all right, Mr. Second Line Center, Paul Stastny, come up and play on this wing. So now Stastny's got this cushy gig uh, next to Shifley and Wheeler. You know, Blake Wheeler, he who does not shoot, he who wants to pass. Mark Shifley, definitely a great passer too. So Paul Stastny scored a goal last game, had three shots on goal. Um, you know, just given their power plays, uh, you know, the lethal the lethalness of their power play and their five on five, you know, the talent he's surrounded by, I think plus 380 for Paul Stastny is a really good value. Uh, you're getting the same exact odds for Andrew Kopp. Come on. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Kopp's uh, not on the first line anymore. He hardly gets any, you know, uh, dangerous offensive starts or offensive time, really. Um, so Paul Stastny, I just think, is a really good value here um, to score. But any of the, you know, other player props, points, or shots on goal, uh, stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I guess a couple. Um, Defoley minus 125 per a point, I think, is still decently in play. They're giving that line a decent amount of run, and I think they can find a way to score. Um, I'm probably not going to do it just because it makes me feel sick inside, but maybe I'd consider the Thomas Dutar no point just because he's barely playing. Um, but he is on that first or second power play. Um, but he, what did he see last game? I uh, guess 15 minutes. He kind of got back a few more. Um, but he's just a guy that's like decently likely to start a game and then get pulled and benched. Um, we'll see under the new coach that it could be a case. So maybe it's not as strong as I thought it might be. I was trying to look more into it. But um, uh, I think, yeah, to fully to, to have a point is minus 125 doesn't quite seem right. Um, other than that, I mean, these Winnipeg ones are kind of not completely priced out of consideration, but they're not great. Um, yeah, I'm not doing minus 225. Try to have a point, like get out of here. My, uh, I think my favorite shot prop is Shea Weber over two and a half. Uh, we saw him basically replace Jeff Petrie on their top power play unit. Um, and in his last seven games, let's see, in his last, yeah, in his last seven games, he has six of them over uh, two and a half shots on goal. So like the, the, the role is obviously there. You know, we know Shea Weber wants to shoot the puck. Uh, you're getting plus 130 on him to go over two and a half. Like that just seems like really good odds to me, um, especially if they're trailing, you know, um, Hellebuck could easily see 40, 40 shots on goal, um, you know, from the points, especially when you're trailing, you know, Shea Weber just wants to, you know, get stuff going. Um, I think four or five shots is easily in the cards for him. So, um, you know, that number just feels kind of off to me. So give me that Shea Weber uh, player prop. Yeah, All right. I think that's strong. Next game, we have Tampa at Chicago. We are halfway through the slate with 10 games here. Uh, the sixth game, Tampa at Chicago. Chicago, home dog, plus 180, over under five and a half. Um, I will say the first thing I thought about this game was that seems like a low over under for a Chicago game. Um, and honestly, looking at some of the other underlying numbers in this one, it still feels low. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on the over-under there and, uh, you know, any interest in the Chicago side or is it all Tampa for you? I mean, I think, you know, we did talk about kind of the, the DFS breakdown of like, you know, you're going to get Chicago one at an incredibly low value. Um, I think that there's enough for Chicago as far as getting two goals here and letting this one get over. Um, but I think I'm right in the middle. I just don't think I'm going to play it personally because I do worry that, you know, Tampa shuts down Chicago one and they just can't find anything outside of it. Tampa also I, has like not given up a goal, I think in two games. 
Um, not that that streak's going to continue or anything like that, but you know, they, they have actually played very, very sound defensively lately. Um, just as kind of a testament to the depth they have on, on the point. So yeah, I just don't know if I'm going to touch it because if Chicago only gets one goal, you know, is Tampa going to have four, maybe they're going to have five. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they've kind of sat on leads lately. It feels like, I mean, again, it's just kind of a two game sample size as of late where they've more or less shut it down and given Stanko's 15 minutes and, you know, point like 11 and stuff. We kind of talked about that. So, you know, it just doesn't make me feel very good about actually taking it. And it is a super small, you know, two game of some kind of considering sample size, but just not going to touch it. Um, not going to probably touch the money line either. I don't have any faith in Chicago winning this, but minus 220, I think you could just do better. Um, and as you mentioned that, you know, the point prop or something like that point to have a point um, it's, it isn't fantastic, but minus 177 is better than minus 200. So I like that a bit more. So um, that's where my head's at right now. Yeah. So uh, I might be able to uh, convince you to bet on Andre Vasilevsky recording a shutout, you know, assuming he goes in net, he's had three straight shutouts, like he's three. Okay. Absolute, yeah. He's on an absolute bender right now. And uh, just looking at the two matchups from the beginning of the season, uh, 60 shots on goal in those two games for Chicago, Vasilevsky stopped 57 of them, 950 save percentage for this guy in those two games. Uh, he's coming in hot. He's been incredible this year. <laughs> um, let me, let me I just think if you want to get, the, you know, if you want to get crazy, the, the uh, Patrick Kane, no point plus 185. Uh, I think you could talk me into it. Uh, well, let, let's just talk about Tampa shutout plus 800. Eight to yeah. one. I mean, you know, that's, that's 12 and a half percent. Like, you know, you don't have to think it's, you know, overly likely, but I think that's, I think that's worth a gamble. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys where it makes, it makes me question, like my goalies don't matter stance, you know, like that's, that's really uh, what Vasilevsky's done. And he's certainly on one right now. So I think, you know, in any DFS format, he's the most expensive guy, but he's the best play I think by a mile, just because the way Tampa plays gives up a number of shots usually, but they're usually not dangerous. And he's so good, um, you know, at least behind this defense core that I think it's uh, very much in play. So I found that one pretty interesting off the bat. Uh, obviously, you know, my, my run of the mill type bet will be this Braden point shot over, yeah. over two and a half minus one Oh six. I mean, yeah. you know, he put up four last game. He was my best bet of the night. Um, I, I don't even want to pat myself on the back for it too much because it just feels kind of obvious to me, you know, top line, top power play, um, he's going to play in all situations in any form of a close game. And he's playing with two guys in Andre Pilat and Tyler Johnson, who will defer to him, you know, more often than yeah. say a Steven Samkos would on his line. So, um, it, it just really makes sense to me the way their team works dynamically. Um, even if he doesn't, you know, put up 20 DraftKings points or whatever, he still gets you his shot prop with a four shot on goal game and six points. And you're still feeling happy about it. So, um, I just really like all things Braden point tonight. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the shot prop is very strong. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think I could talk myself into it, but I don't think I have to because I like points so much more. But the Patrick Kane, because as you mentioned, the shot prop at least, because three and a half plus 100, I think he puts that up in, a, you know, in an overall, you know, a, a number, most, if not, not every time, but a decent amount of time. This year's been not quite the, the huge, but he is hovering around three, four most nights. And against Tampa, he's going to see probably over 20 minutes of ice time, and they're going to give up a lot of chances for low-danger shots. So 
Um, I do like that. Okay. But I think just take the point. Um, I think it's a lot safer and it's not, you know, that much different <laughs> to where you, you need to get kind of get a little bit risky with it. So let's, uh, let's talk about Florida at Nashville. So Nashville uh, plus 106 at home, uh, Florida minus 129 DJ, you're wearing your Jersey. Take it away. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the, it's the DJ Jersey pick of the night, the Florida Panthers. I'm just, you know, per, kind of surprised and, and confused about their pricing on DraftKings. It's kind of the, the beginning of it. Um, my favorite line of the night, my favorite stack, and I'll, I'll say one now and I'll give you one later. Um, Hornquist, Huberto, Ekblad. I kind of alluded to the uh, power play numbers for Ekblad being really, really good. He's was uh, in the past couple of weeks, he's been, I think, fourth, I think it was, in uh, I-Corsi 4 on the power play. They're feeding him. He's shooting a ton. And, you know, that five on five and on the power play, Hornquist and Huberto are great. Hornquist, it's a bit more, but as of late, Huberto actually has had the shots. Um, 24 points in 21 games. He's about a point a game guy. His price has just somehow dropped like a rock to 5,300. You know, I, I don't understand that. Um, I think that the player props can get a little difficult um, just because, you know, one point for Huberto minus 195 isn't the, you know, the sexiest, funnest way of building your parlay. The Hornquist minus 118, I'd like a lot more. Um, I just don't understand why he's so far off. But, you know, Huberto and Hornquist are going to be huge parts of my um, you know, DraftKings lineups overall. Uh, Matt, do you have any interest? Can I talk you into it? The Huberto over two and a half shots at plus 150. I think you would have to, uh, you know, uh, put me in a straight jacket in order for me to, uh, you know, click the yes on that because I know it's he's so been shooting hard. more. He's been shooting I more. I know, but like I would rather just, I would just much rather play Patrick Hornfist if you, you know, made me. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just, I get that. It's it's just a long-term thing for me. Um, you know, Huberto, uh, certainly loves to make me look bad. So I I certainly don't hate it. I like your logic behind, you know, the, the Florida love, uh, you know, to start, I think my favorite, you know, in this game, isn't necessarily attacking this, you know, these player props, but I really, I do think there is some value on that Florida side, you know, minus one 30 ish, uh, in that ballpark seems pretty good. Hopefully we get, um, you know, Chris Dreger because he's just been so much better than Bob um, in goal. But Nashville without UC Saros, without Ryan Ellis, um, not even sure if we mentioned that yet. So, you know, that's just something that I think really, uh, you know, just works out well for the Florida yeah. side here. Um, yeah, I, you know, just really quickly, I did the quick, you know, I, I am looking at the last two weeks right now at all strengths, Huberdo. At I Corsi four, okay, this is actually kind of impressive. Um, it has twenty two I Corsi four and twenty shots on goal. Like that's pretty weird. It's like every shot he's taken has gone on net. Um, yeah, that's just. And I will say, usually that's pretty random, and it's about sixty percent for most players. Yeah, so it could be a sign of regression. You know, I think a sign toward. of regression too, which yeah, it hurts. But I mean, like uh, at the same wavelength, Stamkos 23, I course C4, 10 shots on net. Like is Huberto yeah. that much better? I, is, maybe, you know, I just think, you know, I'm oh, sorry. I'll let you go. Is Stamkos not the most accurate, accurate shooter? I know. Like, you know, he's one that it's just very, very it strange. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think, I think it is a sign of regression there so, for sure. Which right. hurts, but I, I still love the stack. So regardless of that, potential regression that we're talking about yeah, uh, I'm, uh, way I'm, too cheap. I'm all for it. So let's go, let's, let's go over to Columbus at Dallas. 
Dallas minus 165 here. Uh, over over under five and a half. Um, but man, Dallas is getting a lot of love from these bookmakers when uh, they've not been too good lately. So um, any any thoughts on that one? Um, I mean, I I like Dallas in this matchup. I I know I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think that Columbus is is fine. Um, but I think that Dallas, especially on DraftKings, uh, they're way too cheap. Their pricing. Um, I think that Dallas should be in a decent bounce back spot here. They have just been, you know, playing Carolina and Tampa and Florida way too much. Um, it's very sad for them to see. I don't think they're quite as bad as the record indicates, but I didn't like them at the beginning of the year. Um, but I think you could get some decent um, value on some of their player props. And, you know, overall in this game, I think that they could find a way to get the win. I, I was kind of hoping that it would be a little bit closer to the middle. Um, didn't get lucky enough on that front. Um, but I think, you know, the Pavelski to have a point is always enticing to me. Minus 134 seems pretty, you know, easy enough to, to put some money on. Um, I, you know, that that's kind of where my head's at with this game right now. Yeah, you know, he's pretty much doing it all for Dallas here. And, you know, like you mentioned, they've lost nine of ten, but um, the, the last six have come against, you know, Florida, Carolina, Tampa, like, you know, really good teams. I just – you know, I don't think Columbus, even after taking care of business against Detroit, is any good. Like, I think that they're maybe almost actively terrible. <laughs> even with Patrick Liney in the fold, they just, you know, they've not really been able to establish much, um, you know, in terms of possession or anything like that. So, you know, Wierenski back certainly does help Columbus. Uh, he also moved on to the top power play there. So that's noteworthy for, you know, any Seth Jones truthers. Like, he's now on the second unit. Uh, very expensive across the industry, daily fantasy and betting. So really wouldn't touch anything to do with him. Uh, but Renzi's good. I just think that Dallas is, you know, not that far off from the team that made a cup run last year. Um, and, you know, Joe Pavelski in, in particular has just been very, very good. So, you know, I think he has 20 points in these 16 games they've played this year. So minus 134 seems you know very good um, to me. I think in DFS, he's very cheap as, as well as John Klingberg. So those are two guys who I think you can really build around, um, you know, just stacking wise. And also these player props, you know, I like Klingberg over two and a half plus 125 for shots. I also like Joe Pavelski plus 105 uh, over two and a half for shots. Joe Pavelski slightly more, um, but I think you can, you know, both of those offer good value. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, Dallas has been one of the hardest hit teams by COVID and not getting games in. So getting great, great numbers on their stats on the year has been tough. Uh, but I think Pavelski is, is definitely um, worth a guy that could definitely get back to those course numbers we were seeing at the beginning of the year that were so much better. Um, yeah. I think he'd get back to that for sure. Yeah. One other line that I do like the puck line on Dallas uh, to win by a goal and a half is plus 170. You know, I, I think that there is some value on the money line at minus 165, but um, I, I think there's a solid chance here that Columbus sort of, uh, you know, falls flat here just entirely. Um, and it even takes, you know, as long as the game doesn't go to overtime, it takes an empty netter on a Dallas win to get you that. So that to me feels like something I might do. Um, I might stick to the player props, you know, the shots on goal. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a safe boy like that, but um, if you want to get riskier, I like the puck line there um, a lot. So nine o'clock Ottawa at Calgary, yet another rendition of Kachuk versus Kachuk. Uh, choose your fighter. 
Um, all right, then I, I guess Matt, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, you know, I just, it's weird because, you know, last time out Ottawa five to one win, you know, it, it, it was one of those games where what I did not expect to happen happened. Um, but it, that does happen on, on many nights. So we are going to get a line lineup change for Calgary. They should be going back as far as pro practice was on um, Wednesday night was the Gaudreau Monaghan um, without Lindholm. And then Lindholm, Manji Apani, and Chuck uh, Dubé to fill out that last spot with Gaudreau Monaghan. So I'm pretty in on the Monaghan Gaudreau line. I think that it's too cheap against Ottawa. I mean, it's, you know, Ottawa on the road in Calgary, and you're getting Gaudreau at 59 and Monaghan at uh, 57. Um, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but you could definitely talk me into a Lindholm to Chuck uh, unit. My problem with it is that, like, I don't really think I'm going to be trying to cannibalize all my wing positions with these two guys here. I think there's a lot of value, a little bit cheaper than them. So it's really going to hurt my chances of getting uh, Matthews. So I like those guys a lot in DFS, but more to the player prop side, it's tough for me to think my teeth in on any of these to score odds because they're just not that good. Um, I could see myself going back to like a Gaudreau getting a point, which is minus 200. Jesus. No, uh, no Tim Stutzla for you. God, I, I mean, I have to. The obligatory $20 <laughs> on Tim Stutzla at plus 410. I mean, they're listening. They're, they're making it a little bit more reasonable, yeah. but it Still ain't there top yet. power play, that line, you know, uh, fun. So yeah, they're really uh, that makes not, sense. Man, they're really pricing a lot of these Calgary things, just out of consideration. Matt the truck, two and a half minus yeah. 95. Like, why would they do that? Like, he's going to have that. Yeah. Um, Brady Kachuk plus 230 to score. Seems yeah. pretty solid, you know. You're you're talking. Are there six dudes in this game who are more likely to score than Brady Kachuk, who leads no. the league in shots on goal? Like, I don't think so. Um, so you know, that's not going to be my largest investment. But if I'm, you know, if I need a, you know, a, a parlay from, you know, I'm making a parlay, need one from this game. I think that one makes just as about as much sense as any. Um, you know, Dylan Dubé, who we mentioned top line, probably second power play. He's plus 255. He's the other guy I think you could take a flyer on, but why not just take, you know, Brady Kachuk, who's been there, done that for a while now and uh, been pretty good in doing so. Um, as far as shot props, I think Elias Lindholm makes sense, you know, over two and a half plus 115 rather than taking the Matthew Kachuk, you know, that's a little bit long of odds for me. Um, so I like Elias slightly more, but, um, you know, as far as the sides go, I think it's it's not hard for me to see Ottawa plus 160 being a decent bet. You know, Calgary minus 200. Um, it, they're not dominating by any stretch. You know, they, they lost 5-1 to one to the same team. And, you know, there's a chance that lightning strikes twice. And, you know, this seems just like a little bit too large of favorites for me. Um, so, you know, give me Ottawa here. And I hate that this is like me you know, every day saying bet on Ottawa, but they just seem like they're playing slightly better than uh, these odds would indicate. Yeah. Not touching that money line. I'd rather take the over on the six. Um, I think both these sides could definitely put up some goals and Tim Stutzla obviously being one of them. So you know what, never mind. Let's put the house back on it. Tim Stutzla score. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So last game of the night, we have Toronto at Vancouver. And this one is, you know, uh, definitely going to be a doozy. Um, you know, will people overreact to Toronto putting the absolute hammer down on Edmonton? Uh, third game in a row, a six to one finish against Edmonton after two back to back, three nothing shutouts. 
Now Toronto comes in to take on this Vancouver team, which um, I don't know if you've heard, DJ, but Vancouver is not playing very good hockey as of late. So what are your thoughts on Toronto minus 162 money line? And uh, what are your thoughts on the over six and a half here, over under six and a half? I, I kind of like that, the, the minus 162 a good bit. Um, I think, you know, that it's not quite correct. Um, I, I like the over okay. I'm not, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not guaranteeing it by any stretch of six and a half here. Uh, with uh, with Toronto on the back to back, but I do like it a lot. The reason I guess I like it like, like this game and Toronto more than anything is well, a Toronto's been I think they may have the best record in the league if I'm not mistaken, yep. uh, gotta be. And then um, you know the hiding your scoring chances given up by Vancouver have just consistently been right near the top. Um, they might actually have it right now at high danger Corsi for uh, a high I mean a high danger Corsi for against is not Winnipeg. So Winnipeg and Vancouver are the two worst. Hiding your course against for 60. And I think that is that over the last two weeks or is that on the season? That's on the season, right? So, you know, that just really bodes well for these Toronto guys. Um, I think that I would rather get a piece of Nylander getting another goal at plus 215 than, um, or Tavares at plus 190, either of those two, than, you know, taking a negative bet uh, minus 129 for Matthews, even though he's super likely to score, um, you know, he isn't a guaranteed on that ever. So, I would rather go with Tavares or Nylander there. Feels pretty solid to me. Um, and then, you know, the, the points and everything are really tough because, I mean, Matthews is minus 315 for a point. So is Mitch Marner. That is not so easy to do. But maybe a multi-point game if you could get it from Tavares would be fun. Uh, it's not on DraftKings, unfortunately, but I'm sure you could find it if you look around. Um, and then the shot props also, they're not giving you a ton, but – I'm still down with Pedersen at plus 125. I mean, the game should still have very, very good pace. They should be losing. They should be shooting. It'll probably be him and Besser and and, um, and the rest. So that's where I land here. But Matthews is going to be a staple of my DraftKings lineups for sure. Yeah, you didn't leave any of the bets for me, DJ. No, I took them all. Well, you didn't even let me talk <laughs> about – you moved right on from the one guy. I didn't get to talk about nice. Nashville, so I got to get to them later. I had – Ekholm was one of my – favorite plays of the night and I didn't even get a chance. Didn't even get a yeah. chance. Oh, well, you yeah, didn't have any props though. So it was kind of hard. So yeah, we'll get well, to that. But I was going to talk yeah, about Nashville until Vane again, and you just moved me right on. So sorry. All right. Well, I guess there's a uh, revenge of the dish best served cold. So um, yeah, you know, I echo a lot of your same thoughts on the Toronto side um, for a lot of the same reasons. Toronto is very, very good. Vancouver's just simply not. Um I'm probably less likely to bet the over on this game, you know, than, than you might be just because I'm not even sure that Vancouver can put up the offense required. Like Toronto's playing really well offensively, of course, but they're also like, this isn't entirely goalie driven. Like they are playing really sound defensively too. It, it, it's weird because we're not used to this, but uh, it's very, very much so the case. So, um, you know, just as far as, you know, Matthews is concerned, yeah, betting on him to score at that minus 129 is probably a bit too long, especially when you consider that he is coming off of a wrist injury. Now we talked about it and he said, you know, uh, it was sort of a nagging thing and then it tweaked slightly differently, apparently, against the Flames. Um, you know, before that, he had two back-to-back games of four points. So how bad could it be? I sort of, that's the mindset I'm operating under. And clearly, you know, at 40 50% ownership in DFS, a lot of people are going to feel the same way. Um, so, you know, give me just the Leafs money line or maybe even the Leafs uh, puck line as like my favorite bet from this one. That gives us a nice segue though into, well, 
Yeah, well, Matt, let's talk about favorite bets first. We could do DFS, but let's just recap our favorite bets before we head into the DFS side of things. So, uh, DJ, do you have a favorite bet on the night? Oh, man, I knew you were going to eventually ask me this, and I was, like, looking into a bunch of stats. Um, I think my favorite money line, um, I'll go there first, or, you know, any of the uh, over-unders and whatnot, I think it's probably Winnipeg uh, to win. Um, depending on what you can get it at. I mean, we talk on here right now at the time, um, what do we have it at? Plus uh, 130. But it's right around there. I think it's pretty sharp um, to take. Yeah. Um, my favorite money line is Dallas. Um, you know, I that might be a bold take, but I also think you can go to the puck line, uh, you know, uh, minus one and a half on Dallas. I think that also uh, works out pretty nicely for you. Um, let's see favorite, uh, favorite shop props. Do you have any shop props that you just really think are, uh, you know, stone cold locks of the night in terms of shop props. I mean, I think the point one that you mentioned is, is really, really good. I mean, stone cold lock might not be the right, I think like comparatively to the pricing they're putting on it. Um, of course. you know, it, it makes yeah. so much sense. Minus one Oh six. It's just, it's like, well, okay, like flip, flip a coin. I don't get it. Like that. That's like the, I don't get it. One of the night. It could Braden Point not do it? Of course, he could not do it. Um, but I think it's very, very likely. And then I guess while I'm already on a roll here, uh, Spechnikov to have a point. Yeah. Um, oh, to get a what, point, what? not not the shot prop. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, or the shot prop. I mean, yeah, yeah, go yeah, either no, way. No, no, that's um, cool. But minus one fifty five for a point, minus what is it one twenty nine for the shot prop? I think either way, you know, take it. Uh, very, very strong. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those two players, I think, are, you know, two guys that I also highlighted as just being super uh, undervalued. So I certainly agree with you on those. Um, you know, a couple other names that I think do make, you know, a fair amount of sense. Um, <laughs> man, I like this Taylor Hall under to not get a point. Uh, plus 110 just feels really high for that. Um, and, you know, three of his last 10 games doesn't you know, he has a point in, so already, you know, seven out of 10, 70%, not bad matchup against the Islanders on the road. Like, come on, like that just seems, you know, about the worst that it can get. So um, that one feels good to me. Um, and then let's do one more shot prop. Uh, Gino, Gino over two and a half shots. Uh, you know, like you said, power play usage is absolutely there. Um, and I think that really makes a nice, you know, if you want to do a six leg parlay, go for it. But, you know, I, I prefer the round robins where you just sort of, you know, pick your pool of six or seven or even 10, if you want to bet one from each game. And then you just sort of put like a few bucks on each of the round robins and, you know, you get paid out when some of yours hit, you get a bigger payout if all of yours hit, but you're not putting, you know, like, like crazy, crazy, good, you know, crazy high odds at a super low likelihood of return. So uh, that's sort of what I like on this one. Um, right. So anyway, to the, any, anything to the, else? Uh, no, just want to get to our top stacks. Yeah. You know, so there are a lot of ways to go on a 10 game slate. Um, you know, I, I think the favorite stack it's, it's all brain point all the time for me apparently today, but uh, this Tampa one stack of Palat, point and Hedman you can tack on, you know, uh, Stamkos for the power play or Tyler Johnson for the five on five, but point and pull just offers so much value across the industry um, that I think that they are just, you know, easily my favorite place to go here in a wonderful matchup with Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, 
one of the most popular um, stacks is going to be that Toronto one. And I know I've already said I'm going to have Matthews as a building block. So if you do end up trying to get the Matthews Marner action in there, if you want to get cheap, I think there's two really good options. Um, the first one I'm going to highlight is going to be just going with a two man of Tolvanen and Ekholm. While they're not correlated on the power play, they should see a ton of run at five on five. Tolvanen has shot the puck at least three times on net in the past three games, 3,100 against Florida. You know, Florida's goaltending is decently suspect. My one caveat in this game is that both teams have been pretty good as of late for limiting Corsi against. So I'm not sure how much, you know, upside there is in game stacking this. So, you know, you, uh, maybe... you don't need Corsi when Ekholm scores two goals a game, DJ. Yeah, that's also true. And I, I do think Ekholm <laughs> is, regardless of chasing points, which it feels very point chasey. It's like, it's okay because he's not been priced up to 6K. You know, he has... Uh, he's not Ryan Ellis' price. Yeah, That's it. so he's playing Ryan Ellis' role without the pricing, and he's capitalizing. Um, what is it, 14 shots on goal in three games and three goals and an assist? I mean, it's just like, what's going on there? And if they haven't moved the price up, let's do it. So the Tolvane and Ekholm stack, I think, is a really good way to save salary. Um. Yeah, so, you know, um, I will go with the uh, Winnipeg first line, Shifley, Wheeler, and uh, Stastny. You know, it pains me to play Blake Wheeler, but if I can get a cheap Paul Stastny, you know, in on the action, I I might as well just ride my take here. Um, I think people will stay away from it somewhat because of, you know, the respect Montreal generally has. So I think you might get them lower owned than, you know, you might expect. So, you know, tack on Josh Morrissey for some power play. And if they score, you know, three goals on the power play, you're probably, you know, a printing press. So uh, that's uh, that's definitely a stack that I think I'll be utilizing in these, you know, larger field tournaments. Yeah, so I think that's, so, that's pretty sharp. Yeah. Um, all right. Should I do one more? Or I could just do one more quick, I guess, while I'm in the neighborhood. Um, Spreshnikov, Hamilton as a two. <laughs> I don't yeah. love it with Jordan Stahl. Um, he's fine, but you're really going to need him to get a couple of assists to make it work. So I, I really just don't hate the idea of just playing Aho there. Either A, yeah. they might get back together. We don't know. They kind of just change it up seemingly randomly. Um, and if they and if they do or they don't, five on five power, I mean, on the power play, they should see. It's good to run together. All right. Um, so, you know, that's uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff there. If you want more DFS talk, head over to the morning skate podcast, you know, DJ and I do that. Um, so it is out there for this Thursday slate. Um, and yeah, best of luck betting on these 10 games. Uh, hopefully you got something good out of this. Uh, we would love to hear from you on Twitter or on the YouTube comments. You know, what is your favorite bet of the night? Um, you know, send us some pictures of your parlays when they hit or whatever, you know, we, we've, we've gotten some and we love to see it. You know, it's always fun to sort of, you know, celebrate with you guys um, and be sure, you know, you leave a like and you subscribe on the YouTube and subscribe on your podcast feeds. Um, you know, all of that helps support the show here. So I am on Twitter at fake moods, DJ at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Um, anything else you want to say before we head out, DJ? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just enjoy the slate. Keep reaching out to us, keep, um, sending everything. And if you do, uh, if you're at least, if you're lucky enough to be in the state with prize picks, please send us those before, after, let us know, please tweet those out. We'd love to see those more than anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, big thanks to prize picks for sponsoring the show. Go to prizepix.com and use promo code MMN when you sign up for a 
one up to one hundred dollar uh, match deposit bonus. So, from DJ, from myself, good luck. We will see you.